Hi there. I'm excited that you chose to listen to this message today. Myself and my wife, Pastor Tosan Asamani, are resident pastors of All Nations Full Gospel Church, Halifax, a branch of All Nations Full Gospel Church International, led by Dr. Samuel and Dr. Rose Stonko. We believe that God's message to you today will stir you up to seek and serve the Lord, bring you to a relationship with Jesus, and transform you to do great exploits for the kingdom. Let's hear the message. series that we've started with, right? We are in the year of advance. Deuteronomy 2.3, who can quote it? Go! Please, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you speak English? Hold on, hold on. Can you say it in English? Let's go. Deuteronomy 2.3, say You have circled around this mountain long enough. Now turn north. Wonderful. It's called advancing. It means going forward. It means leaving the things behind and pushing forward. We learned the keys to advance. We talked about the keys to advance. And we mentioned that the keys to advance are really the way you relate to reports, negative reports, how you act immediately, the way you your action quickly. When you hear the word of God, this is not a message yet, I'm trying to open to it. When you hear the word of God, you have to act quickly. Act quickly. We also heard that, man, don't be afraid. The thing that makes you afraid is what you need to face in order to move forward. And then we also study that you got to empower more people, you know. See, the call of God on your life is not to be a Christian who comes to sit in the pew. Can I get, if you're on the fourth row from here, one, two, three, fourth row, fourth row, second person from the right. Fourth row, second person from the right. Say prophesy. Stand on your feet. And then please just touch your pew with the back of your hand. Touch your seat. Is it warm? Is it hot? All right, thank you. Can I prophesy? You know, if you don't serve God in any other way, this is your contribution. And it's adding to global warming. <laughs> At some point, you must get up from your seat and serve God. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter which church you used to go to, wherever you were, if you are going to your own church. Remember that you are not called to sit down. You are called to be empowered to empower. That's how you actually progress. You understand? Beautiful. All right, so, then the other one was what? Do not be selfish. Don't think about yourself only. Begin to think corporately. If you want to know this, if you've forgotten all of it, just watch Fake Life Drama movie last week. So, ask for it. They'll send it to you. They acted a movie last week. You can remember how to the keys to advance. And, but all these things are the keys to advance. But you see, you can't do any of this until your mind has changed. And we talk about the mind of the conqueror. The mind of the conqueror. The, the same thing, negative reports. By the mind of the conqueror, also we said that he does not dwell on the past. You know, when you find that pe- when you when you become a person who dwells in the past, you you actually inhibit yourself from progressing. And I've said we've said many many times, that's where a lot of hopelessness begins, because once you are looking forward, you have hope, and you are breathing and you are alive. We said many things about the mind of conqueror. He always takes a step. See, the the conqueror is the one who takes the step. Out of 1,500 people, if we remember any one of them, we'll remember the one who took the step. Amen. Wonderful. The same way you mentioned that you came on Wednesday, you said, also a conqueror wakes up early. Practical. <laughs> you know, gone are those days that you go to church and it doesn't have anything to do with your life. I said the conqueror, that one, yeah, they start early in the morning. We also said the conqueror goes with the presence of God. I'm not going until the presence of God is there. When you wake up, have your quiet time, yeah? You are not trying to build a mega church that people don't read their Bibles. You are trying to build my message today. I will go there. Shh. Move on. Shh. It's a secret. Do you know that many books in the Bible were secret letters? Oh, you didn't know? The book called Second Timothy was not written to you. It was written to a man called Timothy. That's why when you read some of the things, it confuses you. He said, Timothy, drink some wine for your stomach. And then people have read it and say, I'm good with alcohol. <laughs> no, when you read the Bible, it's, there's a remnant of the word. But you know, a lot of things in the Bible are secrets, secrets that 
as you get closer to God, he reveals to you. So the point we said last week was the greatest advance you need is the advance seeking God. Because the Bible said in 2 Chronicles 26.5, and I think most of us should be able to memorize this. He said that in the days of Zechariah, he got understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Prosperity is a function of your seeking the Lord. The closer you get to God, the more you begin to see the mysteries and understand deep things. The Bible says, oh, it says, it says you Cyrus, my anointed. He said, I will break iron bars for you. I will break through bronze doors. I will give you treasures in hidden places. Which means that there are many treasures you can't find on your own. I.e. gold. You are wearing gold, but if I show you a gold, oh, you will throw it away. So, walking with God gives us an in-depth into the revelation of God. So, he says, seek first the kingdom, and every other thing will be added to it. So, that's the place where we have to make the greatest advance. And the greatest advance means that you have to test after God. You have to chase after God. I'm not saying sit in your house and be saying, I chase after God. He's saying that come before him in the word, meditation in the word, and corporate prayer. So, child of God, I want to see you at prayer. Because I've had some information, I've been hearing some news, I've been hearing some things from all over the place that some children of God are still bound. It is not allowed. You see, you are allowed to, to go through trouble, but you are not allowed to fail. You see, the war is allowed to come towards you, but you are not allowed to lose. You are a child of God. So wherever you will find yourself losing or going in circles, somebody, brother, sister, you got to stand. And we stand by prayer. This Friday, Chalak, if you want to break out of circles, I mean, how can we be in church and we are still struggling with all these type of things? It's because we have not given ourselves to seeking the Lord. We have given ourselves to chasing money. Chasing relationships. I'm not saying you should not be in a relationship. See, we encourage relationships in this house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I mean, introduce me to your, your lovely uh, lady. I'm fine with it, as long as you are blessing the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we are, not, we are not fighting, but I'm saying that there are things we don't chase after. We seek after God. Psalm 42, 1 to 2. As the deer pants for water, so much, so longs after me. And I can't act it very well. Because when I act it, you think I'm a very, very uh, bad guy. But like, who's? I long for you. You know the text you were sending, girls? My sunshine. Without you, I am nothing. Come on. Meanwhile, you are something. Because you were eating before she came. But you see, you, 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 you test after the person and nothing else matters anymore. Yeah, that, that, that's how God wants you to chase him. He doesn't want you to make a rule of, hey, if you don't follow me, you will be punished. He wants you to love him so much that you don't really look at the rules, but you still break them in anyway for him. That's the kind of, he doesn't want to follow your rules. Otherwise, the Pharisees will be the best. The best, the best people will be the Pharisees because they follow the rules, 600 of them. 600, clear. And they can pray prayers like, I'm not like this guy. But God, Jesus said, Amen. This woman has done more than everybody else, breaking the box of alabaster, the, 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 the jar of alabaster on it. Because, see, it, if it's, it's out of love, you always go beyond. You will not even argue about tithes anymore. Whether it's in the Old Testament or new, you will give all your money. If it's love, because you'll be giving your money to the lady. We know. The lady, you know, you flew to the country. You got a small savings. Am I speaking to somebody? If it's about you, wiggle your toe. No, don't say it. I'm just trying to show you. See, the thing we don't complicate Christianity. It's a, it's a walk of love with God first. When you love somebody, and that's why Jesus says, return to your first love. Because in that way, you'll be okay. And how do you know the first love? It's your first work. And we ask the question in myself. See, when you became saved, what did you enjoy doing in the house? What did you love? That is the key. Because that's what nobody asked you to do it. It didn't come with any promotion. It didn't come with any clapping. It didn't come with any acknowledgement. It didn't come with any pay. It didn't come with anything, but you love doing it. So the question is, why are you not doing it anymore? They say, oh, no, people don't appreciate me. People don't do this. But remember, it's your first love. Your first love, it doesn't look for appreciation. You will pay for a ring, 2,400, just for the fingers. We got some stories in this house. 
So now it's prayer time on Friday. We are praying for provision. Somebody's praying for a ring. I don't know if God answers such prayers. <laughs> he said, Lord, I need to buy a ring for my lady. Wow. You see, so you, you prayed, you, you fasted for some things. And that's what God is. All God is saying that. Return to that, right? Okay, so today my message is very short and very simple. So as we advance, we're talking about advancing in this, advancing in that, advancing in that. I want to just redirect your thoughts to a particular area where we have to advance. And the title of the message, is series, is On the Move. On the Move. On the Move. We'll tackle a few areas where we have to be on the move. Today we are going to do the church on the move. Next week, I think around that time, when it's getting to Valentine's, we'll do family on the move. Or we'll do relationship on the move. We have to advance in every area. We have to go to business on the move. But I'm not here to give you 10 reasons why you should be on the stock market. My preaching, I can't preach those type of things. Yeah, I'm not that skilled. I preach the word. Hallelujah. That's my skill. All right. Can we delve into a few things? We'll do a few wonderful analogies here and there. And then we will proceed. Can we read Matthew 11 verse 12? Matthew. Hey there. Matthew 11 verse 12. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't give the word to anybody. Can I read from my Bible? Okay, I'll read from my Bible quickly. So that we can do it as fast as we can. We have Thanksgiving. You know Thanksgiving is after church, you know? Uh, thank you. <laughs> can I just be clear with you, please? <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twelve, and we just that's our main text, right? For kingdom on the move. Hallelujah. Or church on the move. I said church on the move. 15 verse 12. Uh, 11 verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. If you're a prayer warrior, you know this passage. We are the prayer warriors. Also, also, we are here. I know some prayer warriors. You don't want to raise your hand. It's gentle. If you raise your hand as a prayer warrior, you're not really a warrior because warriors don't raise their hand. They are ninjas. So if you raise your hand, it means I mean, you, you, you are not. So those who keep quiet, they are the wild ones. <laughs> No problem, man. Well, Matthew 11, 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Can we try NLT too? So we just do a, some, some small breakdown of this passage. Quickly, NLT. All right. The kingdom forcefully advances. Say forcefully advances. Or suffers violence, all right? Forcefully advances. Are you there? Trying to get to notes. Can I walk around? Are you, are you okay? Can the pastor move around? I'm teaching. All right, okay. So, the passage is telling us that a few things. It says, since the time, from the time of John the Baptist, since the day he started preaching, what was John the Baptist preaching? He says, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But one of the things John the Baptist said that was very clear, his call was, he says that he's preparing the way for the Lord. So his main preaching topic was preparing the way for the Lord. And in his preaching, one day Jesus was passing by and then he said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the earth. From the time John the Baptist began to announce that, the Bible is saying there was some violence. There was some there's some, there's, some, there's some confusion. Why? In different angles. First of all, then the kingdom now has appeared on earth and it's trying to make moves. It's trying to get more people, trying to grab more territory. So then there is always opposition to the kingdom. So the kingdom is trying to push its way. Of course, the world is filled with darkness. So once Jesus appeared on the scene and John the Baptist started preparing the way for him, remember, he's saying that there was a force that the kingdom needed to have to, in order to push forward. It was not just going to happen by sitting down. It means that the kingdom was not just going to expand like ink when you put ink in water. Then all of a sudden it starts spreading. He's saying that there's a forceful, the, the advancing of the kingdom is forceful. Yeah, there is a push. Which means that, where are the physicists? Where are the physicists? It means that there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yes, there is friction. There is inertia. So things push against it. So he has to push hard. 
And that's what King James says that it's suffering violence. It means that there's a, there's a turbulence, there's a violence to it. It's not just a simple cross your legs situation. Now, in NLT, also saying that apart from it advancing, NLT saying that things are also attacking it. In New King James, he's saying that the violent men also take it by force. So the kingdom moves forcefully because there's opposition forceful. So church on the move is not church relaxed. Hallelujah. Yes. So that's what I'm going to begin to tell you. But you see, before Jesus said this, there are a few things I want to show us a few things about the kingdom and why I'm relating it to church. Do you want to hear? So in verse 11, uh, chapter 11, Matthew 11, verse 5. Now the story is this. John the Baptist is in prison, and when he's in prison, he's wondering, is Jesus that I talked about? Is he the one? So he sent two people to go and ask, hey, are you the one, or should we expect someone else? Man, this John the Baptist said, Jesus is the one, right? And Jesus said, Jesus said, uh, oh yes, no, he didn't say yes. He said, go and tell John the Baptist. Verse 5. The blind see. The lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. Which means that the kingdom is not about a personality. It's about the effect. Oh, can I go further? And then in verse 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who are not offended by me. He's saying that. Blessed are those who are not worried about personalities. Because it is very possible that you can make a kingdom and a church about personalities. A church on the move is a church that is not based on personality. It's not based on qualification. It's not based on age. It's not based on uh, how much school you went to. A church on the move, everybody is from God. Yes. Oh, Master CGPA or Cum Laude. We are all inside a church. He said, because the effect is what we want to see. You see, you see, don't ask me if I'm the one. See the effect. Because it's not about the personality. It's about the effect. Hallelujah. This is some things about the kingdom. They have kingdom principles. You don't hear them much in church. But, because after preaching something like you will not give offering. But it's okay. <laughs> because the kingdom is not about personalities. It's about the fruit. So Jesus said, don't ask me if I'm the one. Are the blind people seen? And Jesus also said in another in Mark, he said that if I cast out devils by the finger of God, they know that the kingdom has come. So the kingdom is seen by its effect. Are you learning something about the kingdom? A church on the move is not known by the banner they've made. It's known by the effect. How many people are delivered? How many people are being transformed? How many people are changing? How many people are moving from low to high? How many people are being delivered? How many people are breaking free from pornography? I declare over you somebody here struggling. In the name of Jesus. Today is the day. It ends. I drain it off of you. That spirit of lust. I break it free from you. It's bringing you shame. It's making you not walk your head up. I break it from you. Can I continue? I just enter my office a little. Okay, so the kingdom is not our personality. That's verse 5. He also says, so, so the first one is the kingdom is displayed by tangible works. And number two, it's not about personalities. Then the kingdom, like you told when we come to verse 2, so the kingdom advances, but it's against a lot of opposition. So don't expect a Christian walk or a church life. No, today we're talking church. We're not talking about your life. Don't expect improvement without the fight. Hallelujah. You know, some of, some of us are struggling with things that we wanted to end by our wish. He said, Pastor, like by texting the pastor, Pastor, you know, you know, this financial issue is making me down. And then after that, the pastor said, it is well. Then he said, oh, wow. Pastor, but he said it is well, but nothing happened. There is no improvement without the fight. That's what Jesus is trying to show you there. Since the day John the Baptist declared that I am the one, all of a sudden there was a fight. Now the fight is against outsiders and also if you want to get in, you must fight. That's why he said the violent men take it by force. When we are praying, he said the violence shall take it by force. It doesn't mean that you pray violently. 
it means that your tenacity to get into the thing should not be wavering. Yeah, you don't stop, do today, tomorrow you do. Then one day, this week, next week, no. I'm going to do three-day fasting. First day, two hours, it's over. No, there is tenacity. It means that it comes with some level of tenacity. And so that's why we pray a prayer that, Lord, that you strengthen me on the inside with might. Because it's tenacity. That's kingdom. So you always want to bring it to the church of the Lord. I also want to share something about the kingdom again. The kingdom generally is God reigning. God is the boss. Yes. So wherever you enter, that God must be the boss and must be seen in your life. There is a fight. Hallelujah. The universities will not call a worship service at their convocation. Have you ever gone to the mall and seen that some of the shops have turned it into a gospel service? So, why do you think that the church should come to, we should come to church and start talking about social issues? Who will fight for us? The church prays. If you want the church that doesn't pray, look, write a resignation letter. Can you get white paper for people? If you are not ready to fight, resign after church. As a Christian, resign. Yeah, resign today because there's a fight. <laughs> you must fight to stay holy. Yeah, yeah, it's a fight. Or you think you just cross your leg and you are holy. You must fight to get the best of your Christian home. So the church on the moon is also in a fight. Yeah, you must quicken yourself, equip yourself. We pray. Now, God reigning is the kingdom. So I want to show you an example of how God shows that he's reigning. And we'll go back to our Joshua. You know Joshua is our key thing. Joshua 5.13. See, Joshua was the leader and he was ready to go and fight. We'll do a little bit of Joshua today. Joshua was the leader and was ready to go and fight. Joshua 5.13. So as he was walking around, then he saw a man standing on the mountain with his sword what? Drawn. With a what? A drawn sword. Then look at the question he asked him. Can I? This is where you will be shaking. I know somebody will be happy that they got this. Are you ready? Are you ready to hear this? The man, Joshua asked the guy, who are you for? Are you for us or for them? Do you know the guy didn't answer? Because when it comes to the kingdom, it doesn't have to be for you or for another. You have to be for the kingdom. He says that. I'm not for you or for that person. You are the one supposed to find yourself with me. He said, I am the captain of the Lord's army. And I have now come. If you won't listen to the, uh, the, if, the, the information I've come to give you, if you won't obey it, I'm not for you. Look at that principle. Where God reigns, it means that. And immediately he said that. Do you know what he told him? He said, take your shoes off. You must bow to me. I do. The kingdom, the see, God does not come and do what you want. So don't come to church to put God in your pocket so that you will marry. Hello? You are struggling with some issues in school, so you are coming to church. He says, ask him, who are you for? Are you for me or against me? No, 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 I've come. Yeah, I'm the captain. You follow me. I don't come and follow you. That's what God is saying. The kingdom reigning means that God is in charge. So church on the move means God is in charge. So we must fight, fight to be in the will of God. And the first key is to submit. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. We are talking about the kingdom. We are talking about the church on the moon. Take your what? Your shoes off. It means that surrender your right. I won't go deep into it. This year, Bible study time, when we revisit our vocabulary of salvation and stuff like that, which I won't do every year, I remind us of our identity. We'll talk about it. The shoes. What the shoes mean. The rights. Say, surrender your rights. So when God is coming, he's not coming to do your bidding. He's come to get you to do his bidding. That's a church on the moon. Yeah. I hope it's helping somebody. So if you're part of the kingdom of God, you must find yourself in the will of God. Before the army begins to work for you. Hallelujah. So that was just a digression. It's good. It's still in the point. Don't you like that I'm reading points? It's beautiful. Hope next week you can read the same. <laughs> All right. Now, so have you, have, you con have you concluded that there is a fight? 
Have you concluded that the kingdom can advance forcefully if it advances? Have you concluded that the signs of the kingdom are supposed to be tangible signs, not about personalities? Great. Have you agreed? So the church on the move takes the same way. Now, this is where it begins to become a bit interesting. So if the kingdom is the kingdom, what is the church? What is the role of the church? Can I surprise you? It's in the Bible. The keys of the kingdom have been handed to no other person than the church. The keys of God's kingdom to advance the kingdom is the work of the church. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me, somebody? The key has been handed over. And I'll come to you. Say, what are you going to do with me? We'll do something beautiful. Listen. Move to Matthew 16. At Caesarea. Matthew 16, verse what? 11. Or 16 to 19. Can somebody I'll read it? I've opened it. We are learning a few things. I hope you are learning something. If you've not learned anything at all, remember that change will not come until there is a fight. And I'm not saying social fighting. Look, oh, see, this is not, see, we don't war against flesh and blood. Our type of fight is not, it's, not, it's good, black power is powerful, but we, we don't fight like that. You see, protests on the roadside, they are all good things. We fight for powerful things. Independence came by that. But the church, the church, the work of the church, the fight we fight, because that fight is very big. It's big. There are more demons in the world than human beings. And they were here before you came. So the fight, don't, don't belittle the work of the church and say, oh, until the church is doing this, it is not. No, 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 no. Our fight is big. People struggle. You don't know people who sit in their rooms and they want to kill themselves. There are a lot of struggles. And they'll come out well-dressed with makeup. And they'll even be leading, leading rallies. But they are struggling. They may be very high top CEOs, but they are struggling. So the role of the church is don't, don't belittle it at all. Don't make the church look small because you are not giving degrees in church. No. It's very important. So can I show you something? Matthew 16. I, I'm not getting any shouting. It's okay. It's coming to you. Oh, no shouts. Okay. <laughs> 16 to 19. No, so Jesus was walking with them. And then, now we're going to see how the kingdom is related to the church. And I'll tell you a few things about church, what church really is. So, Jesus is going and he stops and he says, what do the people say that I am? I used to write a rap. When I was a young guy, I had a rap song. I was trying to be hip. It was a rather, reggae rather, I don't know. What do the people say I uh, am? Yeah. Come on. What do the people say I uh, am? Yeah. It just came to my mind. Jesus said, what do people say? Have you heard somebody come tell your story and say, people are saying, if you're a pastor, you hear it a lot. People are saying that church is too long. <laughs> say, for, 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 for game. You know, people are saying that if you could only trim your stomach. But you never know who is saying. So Jesus is saying, what are people saying about me? And then apparently they've also been listening. So they say, oh, some say Jeremiah, some say Isaiah, some say yeah, many, many nice things, right? You see, do you know Isaiah is a very powerful prophet? Isaiah is a very powerful prophet. He prophesied 500 years. You, you prophesy next week. And even he doesn't come. <laughs> when you read the book of Isaiah, you'll be confused. You're like, what? This guy is on point. Detail. He was bruised for iniquity. He was this, he was chastised. He was, ah, come on, point prophecy. But it's Jesus Isaiah. Do you know that even though Isaiah is great, if you know Jesus as Isaiah, you have limited him. Jeremiah, powerful prophet. He cannot prophesy anything good. <laughs> like when he opens his mouth, powerful. Great man. But if, you don't call, if Jesus is your prophet Jeremiah, you have belittled him. I'm coming to the kingdom in the church. So, then Peter said, and then Jesus said, but you, okay, you've said a lot of nice things. These things, I'm, I'm sure when you were saying, Jesus was like, ah, me, Isaiah. <laughs> me, Isaiah. 
Jesus is saying, me, Isaiah. I'm the one who made Isaiah prophesy. I'm the one Isaiah saw in Isaiah 6. And he was confused. Just saying, okay, the people are saying, I'm Isaiah. What about you? What do you say? I'm coming to the church. And he said, Peter said, Oh, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, what a revelation. Jesus is not Isaiah. Jesus is not one of the prophets. Jesus is not even a freedom fighter. He is the Son of the living God. What did Jesus come and do? He left his glory to come and die. Now, if you're able to see that distance and able to correlate it, it's just like Prince Harry. It's not even, it's even smaller. Prince Harry leaving the palace to go and stand by the roadside. Maybe, what was that shop in there? The shops that they have in England. No, no, that's too big. Like the, the one, the, like the dollar store one. You, you will travel, you will travel. I said, you will be traveling. You have not traveled much. You will be traveling. <laughs> What's the name? Asda. You know Asda? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you will be traveling. Receive it now. <laughs> wow, it makes the preaching nicer if you understand. Okay, so you see him as a counter teller at Asda. Say, ah, you have dropped him. You see? Now look at it. The Son of God in his glory came down to die for you and I. So if you think about him as Isaiah, from Isaiah to death, Isaiah, they killed him. Jeremiah, they put him in a latrine. I mean, he's a normal human being. But the son of God was coming to die on the cross. You see that? It begins to have weight. So that revelation is important. Otherwise, you will not put any importance to your work with Jesus. Then what did Jesus say? He said, it is God who revealed it to you. Say revelation. I'm coming, I'm coming. I have my points clear. So, after that, then Jesus said, if you have recognized me correctly, let me recognize you too. <laughs> and this is where the church begins to be built. The church is built with people who have correctly received the revelation of Jesus. But when you receive the revelation of Jesus, that's point number one. Revelation of what? Jesus. And the revelation of Jesus comes from a relationship with Jesus. Am I flowing in alliterations? I get you some alliterations in there. A revelation of Jesus comes from the, the relationship with Jesus. And can I surprise you? Once you have a true revelation of Jesus, immediately he recruits you. So you actually don't need to dream that God says, serve me. The day you see what Jesus is and who he is, you have been recruited. So he said, you, Simon Barjuna, Simon Barjuna, because you have recognized who I am, I have called you Peter, a rock, a stone, Peter, stone. And he said, on this rock, both on you and on the revelation you have, I will build my church. When Jesus came from the kingdom of heaven and came to show all those healing the city, what did he say his assignment was? I will build my church. That's where the church comes in. Jesus came to advance the kingdom. And his main job in advancing the kingdom was to build the church. But he only builds the church on those who have received the revelation of who he is. A church on the move is a church that has found the revelation of who Jesus is. A church on the move is a church that has been filled with people who have a true relationship with Jesus. A church on the move is a church that is filled with people that Jesus has recruited based on revelation, not based on a dream or on thunder. It is very, anytime I'm there, I tell somebody I'm a pastor, people who are in church and they say, so when did you know you were called? So I tell you, the day I realized who Jesus is, I am called. He said, you call me son of God, I'll call you Peter. You call me Isaiah, I'll call you whatever. Amen. So the church, see, the kingdom is not based on personalities. But Jesus building his church is based on him as the personality. The kingdom does not advance based on personalities. But the church is built on that personality. Jesus. So, once you have realized it, he doesn't check whether you came from Ghana or from Jamaica. The kingdom effect will begin to flow through you. 
Once he recognizes it, you can be a two-year-old Christian, a 15-year-old Christian, you can be a deacon, you can be a pastor, you can be a no, nobody in the church. Once you recognize it, he begins to use you where you are to build this church. Are you listening? Can I share something small about stones for you? He said, you'll be the rock, the stone on which I will build. And I'm closing. Somebody's practice. Oh, leave them. No problem. I like the sound. I hope this is getting to you. Then he says, after I'll build my church, go to the next verse. Next one. I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. On this revelation, on Peter, the gates of hate will not prevail. I told you that there is a fight. See, so when Jesus recruits more stones, more rocks, he is talking to himself. He's saying that I'm fighting. So Jesus fights by recruitment. Oh, you're not listening. Jesus fights by recruiting. And those Jesus has recruited are called the church. Ecclesia. The chosen ones. The kingdom must advance by us. You have been thinking about the pastor as the one advancing the kingdom. No, 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 no. Whatever you are, whoever you are, wherever you are, young, old, whatever you are, once you have received this revelation of who Jesus is, he has recruited you. And that's why in this church we recruit people to be on the ladder of success. You see, you can't be in the church and sit on the pew forever. I forbid you. The Bible says in Hebrews 5, it says, now, even now you should be teachers, but still we are giving you milk. Because your mind is not on Jesus. Touch your head and say, my mind will be on Jesus. Yeah, if your mind is not on Jesus, they will teach you and teach you and teach you. You will not get a revelation. Are you getting it? So those believers retreat. If I call you to go, let's go. Because it's a ladder. We are going, training, teaching. By the time we finish, oh, you have become a polished stone. So can I say something about stones? In Matthew 13, verse, verse 45, Jesus says, The kingdom is like a merchant looking for precious stones. The kingdom is like a merchant looking for precious stones. And when he found one, Ozue, when he found Ozue, he sold all he had to buy him because he is a merchant looking for stones. What does he use the stone for? He uses it to build. But the stone is only a stone when he has found a revelation of who Jesus is. In the book of Joshua, when they crossed the Jordan, I'm closing. <laughs> it's loaded. Do you want to continue next week? It's loaded. Ah! So I should close. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There are some people, if you are here for the first time, we, we, we are great. We are great. <laughs> Hallelujah. We close all the time. We want to see you at the end. I want to know where I'm closing so that we can continue. So we'll talk about the keys next week. What the keys are for, but we'll close very soon. Um, what was I saying? Precious stones. Stones. Stones, stones, stones. God is looking for things. Stones. Then, in Joshua, when they crossed the water to enter the new land, God said, when the Jordan parts, get me 12 people. Let them go into the Jordan and let them pick 12 water wash stones which will represent each tribe. When God is advancing, he recruits stones. What are the stones? In Joshua, he says the stones represent people, tribes, stones. Are you getting first thing about stones? In Zechariah 3 9, he says that I see a living a stone that has eyes. The stones are living. So when he says stone, he's not talking about stone. When the people were praising Jesus and he said that, let them keep quiet. Otherwise, I will raise stones to praise him. Cut their dust. Do you know the stones? You. People who have discovered who he is. They are the stones. Somebody has also said that, of course. Everything you get from your phone is from a stone. Mineral. And your phone can sing praises more than you. The prophecy has come to pass. 
when the world kept quiet, started using headphones. When the world stopped. But you see, that's not the point. Don't worry. I know some people like that type of preaching here. No, no, no. But I'm coming to you. So, the stone, number one, what's the first thing? Stone represents people. Like I said, the tribes. Stone represents people. Number two, in Genesis 28, verse 22. No, so the says, Zechariah 3, verse 9. The stones have eyes. They are living. Genesis 28, verse 22. It says, when Jacob got up, he slept on the stone. He laid his head on the stone. He got up. He said, he anointed the stone, the pillar. He says, I've anointed it. This stone shall be a pillar for the house of God. The stones are pillars for the house of God. The stones represent people. It is living and they are pillars. A church on the moon is a church that has recruited enough stones. What are the stones? People with the revelation of who Jesus is. Are you getting it? So he says, no other foundation can be laid. The foundation is Jesus. Genesis 28, 1 Kings 6 to 7. 6 7. When they were building the temple, listen to something about the stones. They said they did not use any iron tool at the place of the temple. They did all the work outside and they brought the finished stones. So when they bring the stone, you fit where they place you. They don't cut again. Yeah, some stones want to cut themselves. The finger wants to be the head. The head wants to be the I'm not talking about the body, I'm talking about stones. The capstone, the cornerstone. All this is Jesus. So the stone's position, you see, that is the work of God. Now, God, when it comes to the temple building, at that place, there is no human effort. There is no human positioning. Where God puts you is where he puts you because you are already prepared. I'm talking about stones that God went out as a merchant to find. And when he found them, he brought them, he didn't cut in, he put it where it's supposed to be. You know, also Chambers will say, be careful when you want to determine where you will serve God. In which capacity? You see, you serve God where you are placed. So be careful. Because you are using an iron tool on God's sovereign stone. The only thing that God allows to polish the stones is water. As it flows with the word of God, water. The Holy Spirit, water. It's what shapes the stone. The Bible says, and David took five stones that were smooth by water. See, what equips you for what you want to do is the relationship with the Holy Spirit and his word. No human effort. Church on the moon. You must desire to walk with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who polishes you. All your rough edges. You know you have rough edges. 27 of them. 27. Spectacular rough edges. Temper. Uh, obscene talk. You, you can be nice until some steps on your toe. You start swearing. He will polish you. By the way, he will polish you. So, remember, the stones are not polished by men. They are not shaped by men. They are shaped by the water of the word and the Holy Ghost. So, he said, when you go to the Jordan, take the stones that the Jordan has shaped. Take them out. He said that when you are building the temple, don't work on any stone at the temple. Use it as it comes. Because the work of shaping people for the kingdom is God's work. Child of God, as I close, God is recruiting you as a stone. Rise to your feet. And where better can we get this information? Oh, rise up so that I can talk. Rise up quickly so that I can, I, I can, I can, I can hit you on this. A church on the moon is a church where everybody, everybody has come to the revelation of who Jesus is. And is submitting itself to the work of the Holy Spirit and to the Word. Yes. It's the Holy Spirit who will enable you. It's not your qualification. So where better should we end than First Peter chapter 2 where he begins to describe you. 
He said, as raw as you came, whoever you are, he is the one who shaped you. We are closing. First Peter chapter 2. Somebody begin to pray. Declare who Jesus is. He's recruiting you. You don't need any special call. You don't need any special revelation. All you need is to know who Jesus is. First Peter chapter 2. From verse 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Number two, as newborn babes, begin to pray somebody, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as a living stone, Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Say I'm a precious too. Begin to pray right now. Thank you, Lord, for selecting me. I grow by the word. Polish me with your word. Polish me, Holy Spirit. Make me ready for your work. Hallelujah. Church on the move. Man, they could You also as living stones are being built up. A spiritual house. A holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Say, I am, I am, I am a priest. I have been called to be a priest. Man, no, I am not a pure woman. I am not a backbencher. I am not a backbencher. I am a living stone. I am called to sacrifice. I am called for his work in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God has called you. God is recruiting you for his work in the house of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then he says... Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. Begin to declare, Jesus is my chief cornerstone. He is precious. He who believes in him by no means will be put to shame. Hallelujah. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected, he becomes the chief cornerstone. Verse 8. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient. To the word to which they also were appointed. You are appointed to the word. Don't stumble. Verse 9. Begin to pray. This is verse 9. Say, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Declare. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Begin to pray. Declare, I'm chosen. I'm a chosen generation. Wherever you are, I am a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I am called to declare. I am called. I am a precious stone. Hallelujah. I am precious to him. He's going to use me. Now somebody pray. I am part of the church on the move. He has recruited me. I am not a pure woman. I am not a backbencher. I'm not too young. I'm not too old. I'm not too broken. I'm not too lost. I am not too messed up. I am not too anything. The Lord is going to use me. Once I have a revelation of who he is, he has declared, I am a rock. I am a stone. On me he will build. With me he will build. I am a living stone. I am a living stone being built into a house for the Lord. I am being built into a house for the Lord. The Lord is using me. The Lord will use me. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I am called of him. I am polished by the Holy Ghost. I am polished by the water of the word. I am set up for greatness. In the name of Jesus, God will use me. I will advance the kingdom. He will bring me to a place where I will be useful for the kingdom in the name of Jesus. I give myself, I give myself, I give myself a living stone. I'm a living stone. The kingdom advances by stones. You are one of them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm one of them. And so are you. So let us praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe in Jesus, you are recruited. Amen.
feel like you are an altar call for anyone who does not, does not know Jesus. You don't feel like you know him enough. You don't feel like you're in a good place. But you want to dedicate your life to him. I'll give you an opportunity. We can wait for you. It's very important that you do it. If you raise your hand wherever you are, you want to grow in your relationship with him. You don't feel like you're a polished stone. You don't feel like you're ready. You are afraid of stepping out for him. The things around you scare you. You've not given your life to him or you are afraid to step out for him. I want you to raise your hand. I'll pray for you. It doesn't matter who you are. Just all eyes closed. Forget anyone standing next to you. If you lift your hands, I'll pray with you. If you can lift your hands by faith, I'll pray with you. Thank you, Lord. I see you. Thank you, Lord. I see you. In the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord. Pray this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus. I give myself to you. Join us to pray with you. I give myself to you. Thank you for finding me. Thank you for the blood. Wash me. Cleanse me. Use me for your work. Make me a pillar in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer by faith, Jesus has not only come into your heart, he has also recruited you for his work in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Who is ready to dance and give thanks to the Lord? If you are ready to dance and give thanks to the Lord, I want to hear you clap. Even as you take your seats. So glad you listened and enjoyed this message. I pray that it transforms you just like God's word has transformed many lives. If you want a relationship with Jesus, here's just a prayer away. And tune in for more messages. Thank you.